Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Today we're talking about partners. Some new partners have been spoiled, not spoiled, released, shown to the world by Wizards themselves. Previewed, if you will. Monocolored partners are coming to Commander, to us to play. We have seen a couple of them. Baron, the new vampire overlord, is here. I was hoping for something a little bit better, maybe, but... He's still very fun and very cool, and he has partner. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about some of the other new partners that are coming, some of the new partners that will be coming, and why partners overall is really good in CEDH. Yeah, don't listen to some of the, the haters out there. Do you want to start by talking about some of these new partners, Dylan? First, yeah, let's go over the new partners, the new ones that got printed. I think the first one we can talk about is Sangir, the Dark Baron. It's a six-mana legendary creature, vampire noble with flying. That says, whenever another creature dies, put two plus one plus one counters on the Dark Master. And whenever another player loses the game, you gain life equal to that player's total life total at the beginning of the turn. It's worded kind of strangely. It has partner and it's a 4-4. I would like to make it clear that this is a historic occasion. This is the first time a Play to Win member has read a card as part of our content. Oh, really? This is a very historic, (laughs) historic time. You hear this everywhere else, but this is the first time that Play to Win has done it. Wow, look at that. Big shit. Yeah. How do you think about, how do you feel about Sengir? He's so bad. I wish he was better. I wanted to be good in Edgar. For those who don't know, Vampires is, I love Vampires more than anything. I have an Edgar deck. It's my pride and joy. I wanted this commander i wanted this card to go in that deck doesn't seem like it's there but it having partner is kind of interesting this should be this is a way for players i think to like maybe start bridging the gap into cdh like you want to play a sultai deck and you want to play thrasios but you don't want it to be too good so you pair it with like sangir or something yeah well i mean here's the other thing that um i, I keep forgetting but they also had to keep the limited set in mind when they designed this right this set so, is designed to be drafted exactly so having a six mana four four flyer in limited is so not it, it's a great card but it's not like not the end breaking the anyone's balls yeah. at the same time um so it, you know they're, they're keeping that in mind too i feel like they're i mean this is not like a cedh set at the same time right. um, But I do think that they are officially aware of CEDH. So I think they have thought about these commanders with Timna and Thrasios and other pairings. I think the next one we're going to talk about is a pretty clear indication of that, Yeah, and this one actually is one that might see play, maybe even. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It's five mana, so probably not. The card is... Elena Kessig Trapper. It's a legendary creature, human scout with first strike. It's a 4-3, has partner, and you can tap it to add an amount of red mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that entered the battlefield this turn. At first, I saw this card, and I said, no, this card is stupid. It's bad. It's exactly it's what I said, too. Yeah. I saw that it was an uncommon, and I was yeah, no like, longer interested. And But then I started thinking, so Silvala, Mono Green Silvala, is a deck in mm-hmm. CDH that has one half of this effect sort of similarly. Silvala is three mana. It adds mana. It, it costs one green mana to tap it and activate it, but it, then it adds mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. And this kind of trades off with two things. Number one, you don't need to put mana into Elena right. in order to activate her ability, um, but it is only relevant for creatures that did enter the battlefield this, this turn. turn. So it is weaker, and it's also 
more mana. It's five mana versus three, right? Mm-hmm. But it still has a similar effect. So if you're playing like Phyrexian Dreadnought, that's one, right? That's a card. Like if you cast Phyrexian Dreadnought yeah. and then in response to its leave the battlefield trigger, tap this and add 12 mana, 13 mana, however big Dreadnought is. 12. It's a 12. 12, 12. And you can make a ton of mana. So you can do a similar thing that you would be doing in, in Mono Green Silvala. So you may be saying, but yeah, but then you'd be in like red. Why would you want to do that? Well, you can pair it with Thrasios because Thrasios is a partner. Right. So now you not only add red, but blue to your Mono Green Silvala deck. Is that any good? I don't know. Uh, maybe not, but maybe yes. Maybe you get to put Silvala in your 99 now. You get to play a pseudo Silvala, a little bit worse. Elena in your command zone, but way better Thrasios exactly. also in your command zone. And then you get access to blue, which is the best color for counterspells and stuff. Yeah. So maybe this, maybe that deck has legs. I know CEDHTV talked about this pairing a little bit. Um, go watch him talk about it. I mm-hmm. kind of got some of these thoughts and ideas from him. But yeah, I think um, I think Elena might actually be a card that we could see in CEDH. I think out of all of the ones that they've spoiled so far, she would definitely be the one that would come up in CEDH the most. Now, definitely. That one and then the, the Prismatic Piper, I would also say, is the next one that we would see the most. <laughs> I right? don't, no, I don't think so. Prismatic Piper, we can go over real quick, but we're just going to gloss right through that. Uh, it's a 5-5. Five, five, uh, if it's your commander... No, it's me- not. It's a 5-minute through. Sorry. It's even worse. It's even worse. It's, it's even a five- worse. Prismatic Piper is a 5-mana legendary creature shapeshifter, 3-3. Three, three, and if it's your commander, you can choose a color before the game begins, and Prismatic Piper is the chosen color. This is for draft. Again, yeah, this was for draft. This, this was not so that us. everyone could have a commander yeah. for draft. If you want it to be cute, you could probably make a Thrasios deck with Prismatic Piper and just name a color in black or whatever you want it to be and pair with Thrasios, and it would probably be pretty good. Um, But you could also pair Thrasios with two colors if you wanted to, so that would be better. Or like a good, useful card. Right. And the final one that got printed that is of these new commanders is Helena Kessig Ranger. This one, I believe, is either siblings or lovers, or I'm not sure. Maybe you know the lore. I do not. I just like the game. They're they're connected somehow, these two. They're Kessig, and they're from Innistrad, and they're both wolf hunt. I was hoping these ones would be like the werewolf ones, like if the werewolf commander finds his partners or something. Especially because it's in the red-green color combo, which Innistrad has always made. Maybe there will be partners that are like rare versions of these guys or something that are like the wolf, like the werewolf commanders or something. That would be really cool, but... Either way, Helena is a 4-mana, 3-4, legendary creature, human archer with reach. And it says, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 2. When you do, that creature deals damage equal to its the pa- equal to its power to target creature. So it's a fight. It's a two-mana fight. It's kind of like a weird, yeah, it's like a fight thing. I This thing's not very good, I don't think. I love that they just stuck evergreen abilities on these two. Just reach. to like First strike. pump just it to up make it, yeah, a green. little bit Like better. what's green about that as opposed to something else? It's sort of reach. It's green. Well, I will say, Halana is an archer. And all archers in the game that's have true. reach. And it's so kind of nice that this flavorful. is like when the thing comes in, she like shoots a little bow and arrow. Except that the damage comes from the creature that enters. So maybe she gives an arrow to her new friends. And like I think that she, she actually fires the creature from the bow. Once the creature comes in, yes. she like takes your little, like you have a little elf, she grabs the Fires elf, a kitchen thing. She's at huge, somebody. actually. She's gigantic. <laughs> she's yes. a, gi- a giantress. Isn't I'm she surprised that she's they a 3-4. She should really be a... Is it a... Is it a this this card... And it's this, gigantic, um, and it picks up elves, and it flings and them in its bow and arrow. It, yeah. 
Um, either way, I don't wow, think this card is very good. What an image yeah. that is. I love that. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that uh, that this card is very good either. Um, it um, almost reminded me of like if it were like it almost paired nicely with like a curiosity effect or something. I was thinking like, man, if this was like kind of like a, a curiosity thing, but it's not really doing that. You have to pay mana. And... Well, if you have like any creatures that say when this creature deals damage to another creature, you could do something. So right, like there are benefit. some sig- there are going to be some times where um, you know paying two and being able to fight you know not only does something good to your. I mean, you could even pay two minutes and kill a phantasmal image with this yeah too. yeah that's true so like there, there is some some like real niche shit that can go along with this but at the end of the day it's an additional two mana to all of your creatures to be able to have them come into play and fight something there's a lot of creatures that come into play and fight something that don't cost any extra mana play right. wicked wolf yeah i think what's the new naith naith is a new gruel commander that kind of if you wanted to do fight type stuff it would be better mm-hmm. so those are the new ones that have gotten printed so far um, some of them are good. Maybe some of them are not so good. But the interesting thing is we're getting one color, monocolor partners are coming to magic. And we're getting like another 40 or so. Yeah, something crazy like that. So Now, they're not all going to be all-stars. No, probably a lot of them will be relatively bad. But We're going to see probably a lot more commons. Well, maybe yeah. not like a lot, but I would I would imagine that we're going to have some more Piper similar cards. Yeah, the issue is probably not going to be with the power level specifically of these cards, but it's going to be how they affect other cards in the format and That's which true. ones can pair with Rassio and Timna. So specifically, I think the ones that can that are black, white, and red that can pair with Timna, that can <clears throat> that can pair with Thrasios, I think those ones are going to be looked at a little bit more because anything that you put with Thrasios, if the commander is a food chain outlet or if this commander just does anything, maybe it's like a piece of removal, maybe it's like a red mana creature that comes in and deals damage to something. Maybe you pair that with Thrasios and just yeah. have a way to ping down the board or something like that. Um, Same thing goes with Timna, but for blue, green, and red instead. They're just going to be looking for cards that, you know, may still be able to interact. Maybe the same, you know, card that interacts with Food Chain, you know, you can put in a Thrasios version or a Timna Timna version version too. Exactly. So if you have some type of first sliver Ukuma type effect that can Mm -hmm. be an outlet for Food Chain and work with another good partner pairing, that could be pretty cool. Um, Same thing goes if there's any other... Anyway, any other commander that has is part of a combo, Najila or um No, I don't fucking know. How many Git Rock, you know what I mean? And anything like that. I couldn't think of one either. Anything <laughs> that's like a combo piece, if it does something with a combo and can pair while adding mm-hmm. a third color to Timna and Thrasios, I think it might be worth considering. It really opens up a lot of a lot of um <laughs> a lot of avenues for you then too. Yeah. because um, it, it can really pigeonhole you when you are trying to figure out what your four color pair is with your commanders. Because if you are trying to go four color and play Timna and then like oh I wish I had an example for you off the top of my head. But you know what I mean, though? There's times yeah. where you look at two partner commanders and go, hey, I really want to put these together, but I don't get four colors out of this. Yeah, exactly. I get a suboptimal three color list that isn't really doing what I want it to do this And that's way. the most powerful thing, I think, about partners. One of the most powerful things is that you get access to four colors. Four exactly. colors is a lot of colors. So a lot of the times, some of the other commanders will get slighted because they share a color with Thrasios or Timna or something. Mm-hmm. Because why would you split that when you can just add two full new colors to the, the your, your commander, to your pairing? Exactly. And just open up all of your options. Um, so that kind of brings us to our main our main um, topic for this evening, what we're talking about today, is why partners are specifically so good in CEDH. And I think there's a couple reasons for this. I asked y'all on Twitter, and you have a whole, you had a whole bunch of responses, and I've kind of <laughs> narrowed them down into four main categories here. 
Um, and I agree with you on most of them. And there's some that I think are my own thought that as a reason why they're we'll so talk. good. We'll, we'll talk. talk about that. We'll have but. a nice powwow. It'll be a good time. So the first thing that we want to talk about is that uh, partners essentially get you an extra card in your opening hand. Right. Yeah. The commander mechanic is good on its own right because it gives you an extra card basically in your starting hand. Right away, you're starting with eight. Right. Which is the same reason why companion was so good in constructed formats because some decks got a commander that they just had an extra card and other decks didn't. It gives you a whole big advantage with no opportunity cost exactly partners are the same way towards the rest of commander with partners you get a one extra card in your hand to the start because you have one extra card in your commander so you are already with no downside at all you're at an advantage you get an extra card access to right away and you also have the opportunity to cut the worst card in your deck as well right that's the second main things that partner does is it lets you play with 98 cards versus 99 which seems like a small thing but it really kind of isn't you get to just take your worst card and just remove it from your deck you so never have to draw that you card have and feel bad about better it better chance of drawing every other better card in exactly. your deck so the fewer cards you have in your library the better obviously that's really good advantage for partner and there's no downside for this there's no you have to discard a card at some point there's no yeah. there's no counteract to the 98 there's no reason to not play partners unless you want to which is like good it's good that they have partners in commander which is the format of play what you want to not necessarily what the best thing is but the way that we look at commanders play what the best thing is and that's command that's partners well that's the thing i mean now with with any format you know people are still going to gravitate to the decks that speak to them so right. you know even even if thrasios is always going to be the best deck you know people are still going to go there's flavors of Thrasios. There's, there's, there's of Thrasios, three different like Thrasios distinct like, builds. like Kaikar and like are still right, yeah. going to want to play Kaikar even if Kaikar is not necessarily the, the best, best thing. But even in CD8 that exists, right? But, but the, the, the weird thing now is that adding these extra monocolored partners, like we're going to be able to play like a an America Control kind of style deck yeah. where, you know, you don't necessarily need Kaikar. Like there's right. other stuff that you can It might doing. give partners like Chrome a reason to thrive outside of Timnid decks. Maybe there's a white partner that works with Krom really nicely. That's the thing. Krom is almost there on his own. Krom, I have a theory about why the partners are good, but it's because specifically two of them are really good. And Krom has yet to exist without Timna in a meaningful way in CDH. There's been some Vile Smasher, Krom, Grixis legs with Curiosity. I, I don't think they've seen much traction. I've in seen it. some with like uh, Crown and Thrasios too. Right, yeah, like the rug versions, but none of them are on the database, so I, I, not like that. They're not the, real. Yeah, not that that's like the reason, like don't judge that. <laughs> but, but that's definitely that's the, like a hallmark point of, of a deck making the deck when you real. can get yourself onto the database. Right. Um, so before we go on to specifically why which partners are so busted, um, another reason why partners just in general are so good in CDH is they give you access to four colors. We did kind of touch on this and a which little bit we, too. Exactly, yeah. which is how we kind of brought into this is the more colors means more powers. You get to cut the worst version. Some decks have to play delay because it's just like the best, you know, blue counter spell. But when you have white, you can play Dovin's Veto. Why would you play delay? You know what I mean? So you have... It, it lets you shave out the, the weak links, right? It just lets you exactly. raise the overall power. And you level. can argue that sometimes, you know, even in five color, you can kind of dilute your deck. And then, you know, there's also mana constraints that you have to keep in right. mind. And Although in for, CDH, the mana is near perfect. It is. We it have, definitely is. You know I mean? But, you know, but if that is something you want to worry about, or let's say, you know, you blood, don't. Yeah, if you're playing if a blood, blood moon meta. Yeah, blood moon meta, that is a good point, too. Um, you know, having four colors and being able to, you know, kind of lessen some of those chances right. um, is still good, too. Um, the the other main point, I think, and this one kind of is a few different ones, but customizability, versatility, flexibility, 
and overall minimal color restrictions. Now this kind of feels like a lot of different things, but it's kind of just the one thing of complete customization, right? You can change your deck. You can change your Thrasios deck week yeah. to week to have whatever two colors that you want, right? So you can just have be red, white. You can splash black, white. You can splash black, red. You can splash any of these other colors in your core Thrasios deck and you can gear it to beat other decks. If you want to go really fast, go Tim. If you want to go really controlling, go Vile Smash. If you want to go really adaptive, go Bruise. You can do whatever you want to to make it specific. Kess can't do that. Kess no, just Kess, Kess is Kess always stuff. going to be Kess. Kess right. is always going to be consultating and storming. Right. That's Kess all that she's going to do. Kess can't say, maybe white cards would be better. Maybe I really need silence. Or Kess can't say, you know, maybe green cards would be better. Sylvan Library, I need an extra draw or something like that. Whereas like Thrasios can kind of choose which version to want more draw do i want more protection do i want more whatever you can go in that direction and same with timna tim has the choice to do i want to be you know in my in my farm deck do i want green and ikra and i want the mana dorks or do i want red and mad farm and bruise and i want the red cards you can go kind of back and forth or do i want to add two more colors and play blue farm even then right too exactly so there's just so many different things that you can do and this is honestly my favorite part about partner yeah. is that it never gets stale You're, i have such a short attention span for decks sometimes like i feel like i want to play this and then i want to play this and i'm going to play this but being able to just say okay well i have thrasios now i'm playing timda now but i kind of want to play vile smasher on like any yeah. given day you know being able to allow me to always have i don't want to say always have fun that makes it sound like i hate this game no but uh, but, but you know what i mean for like, us for people who are spikes and are playing the games strictly to win you're always trying to optimize that's i'm always trying to make my deck a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better and when mm -hmm. you can keep your main core of your deck and say oh what if i swap the red cards for white cards that's really interesting for you know what i mean for gameplay you can figure out dockside better silence better and you can get a lot more wide ranging experiences on the higher level of it and it really lets you maximize how you fight against your meta as yeah, well, too. It, it, I mean, boy, you can really trip them up, too. You come in with uh, Thrasios Bruise one week, and then you pop in the next week with a completely different Thrasios build. Man, they're not ready for you. They had their deck tuned to beat right. your other... Well, maybe not Bruise. No one's tuning their deck to beat a Bruise. Right, yeah. But they can... <laughs> if they were thinking about one strategy, now you can come up with the other while keeping your same main shell. You can keep on advancing. And what's nice about this is, as a, as a deck builder, you get to keep on playing the same deck and get better with the same cards and the same strategies exactly. keep on getting better. With, we're talking about Thrasius. So you can keep on figuring out, okay, how does the Training Grounds decks works and then just splash these different colors to try out which versions you want. It gets a lot more range. But the issue with this is what I've kind of written down as the birthing pod argument. The birthing pod argument is that as magic goes on and more strategies are created, there's a better chance that you can customize a strategy within the partners that exist to fit that new thing. And the other thing too is that it also kind of... And it's not that they're printing a lot of stuff for Commander, but a lot of the, the arguments against Birthing Pod, especially in Modern at the time, were that it really limited what kind of creatures Wizards was able to print then. Right. Because if it was too good on a specific part of the curve, especially if it had an Enter the Battlefield ability a la Siege Rhino, right. it was just a completely whole new way to bust Birthing Pod. So what I mean is, like, within Thrasios decks, the comparison is they keep on printing Training Grounds effects. Biomancer's Familiar and Zerda, which is a combo piece with two other that they are came out decent they came out with those like within a year and a half of each other exactly so as they print what if they print more of those cards this deck just gets better and better so as they keep on printing more things if you can customize your strategy um, i mean especially now that there's going to be more partners, more partners. That's so the other thing there's like fifteen thousand combinations now the chances that you get to find a strategy that perfectly synergizes with new cards that are being printed 
means that your power level is just way higher. Or like, as we said, mm-hmm. Kess is doing Kess stuff no matter what. So if they print spells that interact with the graveyard, yeah, Kess can use them. Fantastic. But if they print a white spell like Savine's Reclamation, you can never play Savine's Reclamation in Kess. Although it would be fucking awesome. But you can just never do it, right? You're not going to put Kess in the 99 because it's just... I just don't think it'd just be too derpy and too slow as in the, as a card to draw. But in like Thrasios decks, if they print a uh, training grinds effect in any color, I can play it with Thrasios exactly. and just splash the other commander with it, right? Yeah. So it it really does kind of say it's, well, it's okay. limiting, but in the same way, also kind of freeing in a strange yeah, way, right? It, exactly. It, it, it makes like a, a funneling effect where it limits everything real to this one point, And then it kind of expands it as you can make minor tweaks in which little color advantages and switches will help your deck. Yeah, exactly. And again, that goes right back to the whole custom customizable aspect of it. Right. But then it does beg the, cre- the question though, how powerful is too powerful for when we start to really get annoyed with Thrasios? Right. Already, like, we don't even have 40 new partners, and people right. are already pretty annoyed and with people Thrasios. Are, I mean, it's Magic players. That's what we do. We complain, right? Everyone That's always like hates the yeah. best deck. I don't want to associate with you complainers out there because I'm no complainer. No, this is why I play the best deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I don't know if these new partners, they're only one color, so I don't yeah. know if any of them will truly be better than Timna, Bruise, or Vile Smasher to pair with Thrasios because that you get four colors. How can three colors be better than four? But, like I said, like we were talking about Food Chain, what if they print a Food Chain outlet that's a black for some reason or right. green or whatever, you know, in black? If you could play, oh, my God, like if you could play a black card that was somehow a, a, an outlet with Food Chain and you can play your Thrasios Black Commander Food Chain deck, the amount of consultation, you can go all in and have the backup plan of Thrasios, that would probably be really good, probably better than Ukuma. You could even have your backup plan be the food chain plan right and still have like a great just a blue grindy, green blue black green shell thrasios with deck. thrasios because yeah. i mean those colors in particular work so well with scepter combos right um so when you can play like thrasios and just use infinite mana to draw your entire deck i mean yeah you i mean really need food chain so we've been talking about <laughs> thrasios a lot in this episode and i'll get now to the next point of why i truly think commanders are so powerful in cdh and i don't really think it's actually any of those things that we listed above all those those are small although those are small little notes onto mm-hmm. why commander is good why partners are good in commander i think the real reason why they are at the top tables in cdh and are at the top of tier one all the time is because specifically thrasios and timna and maybe a little bit crom but thrasios and timna are incredibly powerful because they are both cheap draw engines that can be cast for less than four mana while still holding four colors of identity. And it's specifically those two. It's not any of the other ones. You don't see in any CDH tables any partner comparing pa- partner compare. <clears throat> Part, uh, oh my god, I can't. You don't see any. You don't see any partner pairings in the high tables of CDH that don't have either Thrasios or Timna. It's one or the other. It's Thrasios with Timna. It's Thrasios with Bruise. It's Thrasios with Fire Smasher. It's Timna with Chrome. It's Timna with Tana even. Timna with Tana. It's it's you're you're pairing with one of these two, with Thrasios or Timna, because they are they're just really good. If you think of them as commanders on their own, really Timna is a commander that is a black-white card that also says you may play any other two colors you want with this commander, and it does this thing that what Timna does. It doesn't almost matter what the other parts of it does, right? You can just, Timna is just good enough on her own. Thrasios the same way. Thrasios just says this is a blue-green commander that is an, an infinite mana outlet right there already. Not only that, it's just good as shit on its own. Yeah. But you can play any other two colors that you want with it. You know what I mean? All these other commanders that see play in CDH tables, Vile Smasher and Tana, 
I don't think Vilesmasher and Tanner is very good. Vilesmasher no. has the nice ability of being able to pair okay with Curiosity Effect. That's the highlight of Vile And Smasher. if you're playing a Thrasios deck that is very controlling, you want to just pass, draw, go pass, draw, go pass, land, go pass, land, go pass. Vile Smasher is a decent one to do that. It casts a spell on an opponent's turn, draw a card. Cast spell on another spell on opponent's turn. What did I just mumble through? You can every interaction point you can kind of can chip through and be a decent control deck. And then if you do nothing, activate Thrasios. That's pretty good, right? Tana works pretty well with Timna because Tana makes tokens. Those tokens can attack with Timna. And Tana also just gives Timna the color pairings of red and green, which means you get to play in a nice old Sands Blue Birthing Pod deck. And it makes it so nice because red and green and a lot of great creatures. Especially Timna. lately because you get to play Dockside Extortionist with Timna. Very good, right? That card. And the other two commanders, the only ones that see play in CDH, are Ikra and Bruce. And the only reasons that they do is because they give an opposite color pairing to another commander, right? So Bruise allows to, gets to be played with Thrasios sometimes. I played in Thrasios Advantage, Advantage Thrasios. I think it's a very good deck, but it allows you to play Zerda in Thrasios decks, right? Exactly. That's all Bruise does. Bruise also works well with Ad Nauseam decks, letting you gain life, as well as Ikra works well with Ad Nauseam decks with Timna, lets you gain a lot of life. But those two commanders are mainly in there for color pairing with Thrasios or just life gain with Ad Nauseam. You always know that when someone is actually casting one of those cards, they are not in the best of situations. Right. Maybe Ikra once in a while if they're trying to gain enough life to do like a big manual Ad Nauseam, but I feel like Ad Nauseam is best before you've gained the life and you just fire one off on turn two, right? You, you're, still, you, know what I mean? you still have 40 life that 40 you get to play with is, at the beginning is enough, of the game. But Ikra does let you pay a whole bunch of life to draw a lot of cards and then gain a life to get yourself out of that hole if you need to, right? That's decent, but it's really... I feel like more of a fallback plan. Your plan in that deck is Tim now. Your plan exactly. is attack with Tim now. And get a huge ad nauseum off way right. before you're trying to cast Ikra. Right. Yeah. And Ikra is, is also kind of a weird one because it's one of the few on here that doesn't give two new color identities to either Thrasios or Timna. It shares a color with Timna, which is pretty rare to find. And that's uh, that's kind of what puts Ikra in this weird spot then, too, where is not really the more optimal commander to go with right. here. If you're going to do that line, you're probably just best pairing Thrasios and Timna together and then just doing a Sans Red Ad Nauseam style deck that way. You don't need the life gain. You can just fire one off on turn two. Exactly. So we've talked about a lot of reasons why these partners are so powerful, but I think the main takeaway is that I don't necessarily think partners inherently are powerful. Now, that's a uh, that's a blatant, that's just a fucking blatant lie right there because they are powerful. We just talked yeah. about all the things why they're powerful. But I don't think partners deserve, deserve a spot at the top tables of CDH just because the mechanic is good. Many mechanics are good. And I don't think that partner is good enough to just launch cards into powerful CDH tables. But specifically, Thrasios and Timna are really good. So anything that you pair with them is really good. I still always like playing decks where um, you're able to have a combo piece in the command zone. Right. Um, and what's still nice about Thrasios, though, is that he can still be a combo piece in the command zone, exactly. too. And that's Not why— Not yeah. any of the other partners have that ability for the most part. Like, they have a lot of them are good card drawer engines, or they um, might get shipped back from your graveyard. But they're, they're not— you know, an infinite mana with colorless mana outlet right, right there. Uh, with that's colorless, so many, yeah. Specifically, that's, that's the one is that you, you can just have a mana vault out and ISO rev, and that's it. You don't need to worry about repeating the color mana. You don't have to do any of that. You can. It's infinite colorless mana, which is easier than color mana. 
significantly. Um, but that's a good segue point into some other partners with commanders that are kind of the fixed version of partners. Although those first couple checkboxes that we check, they still do the same things. They give you one extra card in your opening hand. They give you 98 cards in your library. But they remove that customization factor that the other commanders have. They're not customizable. They're not interchangeable. They're one with the other. So they're stuck with each other. So the power level is brought down, I think, kind of a lot. The only reasons why the ones that C play and CDHC play is because they're combo pieces or they're huge draw engines, which is the necessary factor for CDH commanders. And the other thing about these is that we don't have a four-color pairing for right. the partner with commanders. We have a couple of three-color pairings, which we very recently got in the last commander set, and then Battlebond gave us some two-color pairings. Right, so we got Toothy, right? Toothy was Toothy one that actually Pierre. did... Toothy and Pierre actually did see some play, does see some play. I know I've seen it on Spike Feeders, it's on the database... It's an There's interesting a deck. deck. It's a deck. It's a it deck. has cards in it, and it, it plays magic. But do I think it's a real CDH deck? Probably not. I don't think I'd bring it to a tournament. But it does the same thing that so many other blue-green combo decks are doing, which right. is just get I Isochron Scepter combos going and, I think and if you storm out. If you want to be in a storm deck, I think just like having Underworld Breach or Yagmas Will is just much better. If you want to be in those colors, like play Kinnon. Like play right. a commander that's actually going to do something when it hits the board. Right. I hate this shit on this deck. If you're listening and you are a 2D player, play, I'm so I don't, sorry. Sorry, I don't hate you. I hate your deck. I hate your deck. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, <coughs> but the um, but the new commanders, the new partner with commanders, Ukuma is an outlet with food chains. That one does see play. Um, Brawlin is an outlet with curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. So it does see play. It has a lot of synergies with wheel effects. And Even Paco and Halden too. And Paco and Halden is That's Paco good, is a great draw engine. And also, Paco's big. Paco's, Paco's a beater. Big, big beefy man. Paco is a beater. Paco just eats everything out of your opponent's library. And he also really messes with a lot of shenanigans. Sylvan libraries, yeah. senses, divining tops, Any top of, of library the, tutors. That's what I was just about to it say, makes like it inconvenient tutor. for when you can time your shit. And Paco just kind of like nicely just gets rid of a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? We forget that we're in a singleton format. So if you exile someone's Dust Circle, they might be fucked. They might That's not, you know what I mean? Like you might, they might not be able to do anything right there. So and no one respects the beat down Paco plan either. Right, which is Paco a real just, plan. just all of a sudden everyone goes, oh my God, I'm at 15 life now. Yeah. Paco is a 9-9. Yeah. Like what am I going to do? I think Paco is in the weird spot of it looks like a bad card because it does things like messing with the top of the library randomly milling a couple at a time is not really good. It's not thought of as good. And getting, getting big, big in CDH is also just not thought of as being good. But Paco lets you kind of draw those cards. And I think the single, like I said, I think the singleton aspect is kind of a real thing. We see this in Shabraz as well, too. Yeah. Uh, the other, you know, uh, Brawling, the, the Brawling Shabraz. Yeah, Shabraz gets giant sometimes. And, and Shabraz can just really get, get in there and, you know, act the same way that Paco can later right. in the game. And I think it's important to note the reason why those things end up being okay in CDH is, one, when the game gets pretty stacked out and you can't do anything, you can't storm off, you can't... Once the game gets locked up, I shouldn't say stacked out, but once the game gets locked up, a giant creature is normally a good way to start breaking through that. It kind of turns into a draft game where like someone yeah. plays a 6-6 six, six in draft and you go, oh shit, I don't have anything now that I'm on can a clock. beat that. Yeah. It's the same thing with this. I mean, if you get Kazur down and yeah. you can start beating face, we've seen that on the channel. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Definitely, cause the creatures definitely get big enough. And it's a good way to also act as like kind of shitty player removal like a spot like a, yeah. a spot removal if someone has a winter orb not a winter orb is not a good example but if someone has something that's locking you out of your combo or something and you can't get rid of the thing maybe you can just get rid of the player by attacking them with with uh with you paco you don't need to give a fuck about anything that that guy's doing that. exactly so how do you feel about partner in general then do you think that it's something that you know is going to get out of hand or do you think that this is something that you know is still going to be fine within the confines of the current format so i like partner 
if I had to choose, I say I would wish it probably never existed, and we would just have four color partners that didn't have. I mean, four color commanders. Four color commanders yeah. that didn't have partner. I would rather that, I think. But I do think that they do exist. It's just fun. It's just like a fun way to play. I like that we're getting new commanders. I don't think any of them, I'm probably going to eat my words now, but I don't think any of them will be better than anything that already exists. Because so you won't we haven't color. seen any mythic ones. Right, that's true. We haven't seen any mythics, and I think having like some cool mythic partners you know, could right. add a lot of really cool pushes to that. And we have seen Wizards start to design cards for Commander. For Commander. And this set is called Commander Legends. We're in exactly. the year of Commander, so, so there's going to be something. With the, with the exception of Baron, you know, we're probably yeah. going to see some rares even that are going to be good. like a little bit more pushed in that space. Definitely, but... I still hold still that I don't think they'll be better than tier one. I don't know. I, I, I do think that they have partner on their radar enough. And I think that, you know, the, the considering that commander is like the most played format out there. Um, it, it's got a quite a large voice, especially because yeah. there's a whole casual side of it that has quite a large voice. And they said, I listen, was listening to them talk about it. They didn't necessarily test every single commander. They couldn't. There's just too many possibilities. But yeah. they did put them on sticky notes on a wall, and they said, is that good? Is that good? And they thought about it. So that's all we can ask. They thought about it. That's nice. That's more than they <laughs> usually do. So, um, so at least if if, they're on, if Thrasios and Timna is on their radar, I think I trust them to make cool, interesting, unique, fun stuff, and I'm excited about the future of Partner. I don't think... It's the like the end of Commander brewing and I, everything is going to congeal. I think it's going to make so many more possibilities because by printing yeah. 40 Commanders, they print 1,500 Commanders because there's so many different That's compar- the thing. You know what I mean? And in the end, people are going to play the deck that they want to play, right. even if it's not necessarily the most powerful thing. Even I will CEDH, play the best deck. I will well, play the we will, thing. but like at the same <laughs> most, time, like, yeah, there's people out there that don't necessarily need to play the best deck. Like They have a Commander that they really like, and hey, this is CEDH viable. I'm going to play that. If it's and a I, draw engine or a combo piece, it's CDH viable. Exactly, exactly. And these aren't, you know, I don't think that they're going to print anything that kind of makes everything else obsolete at right. the same time then too. Because the other worry is that, well, now, like, every time they print more legendaries, they're they're going to they're going to be more powerful than the 2011, you know, 2012 oh, yeah. legendaries Definitely. that they were printing. There's new players in the game that weren't around when Damia, the, sta- the stone mage, was, the, was around. Was the shit. So if they find Damia and go, I fucking love this Gorgon motherfucker. I want to play <laughs> Damia turns in CEDH. Yeah. Like, you can do that if you want to. I've seen a list. I don't think it was very good, but it's interesting. You can there's try. There's stuff out there that you could do with Damia that. Damia says so, draw like, a card, so I would consider her. Draw up to seven. Up like, to that's seven. already many, yeah, pretty great. Cards, she's seven yeah. mana, which is pretty um, terrible. I, so, I will but. say, I like that the, the the recent partners with commanders, I like how they built a couple of them, Ukuma and, and Paco and, and Brawlin, that the fact that they are CDH playable technically, yeah. and I think that they knew that they would be, but they're also very clearly casual commanders. You know what I mean? It's a flying shark. It, you know what I mean? There's half, there's one half that doesn't do yeah. anything. Like, their Paco is like just the goodest boy. They are clearly building casual commanders that can do something in the high end of the format. I think that's a great space for them to be. I think that they're definitely going to expand more in the power level with more partner with things. Yeah. But I'm. I, it's kind of nice to see that you know even the the what they've spoiled so far for partner commanders is not going to be backbreaking. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. Thanks for watching. This has been the Play to Win podcast where we talk about partners. If you'd like to catch us on YouTube, you can do that. YouTube.com slash play to win. MTG, I think. You'll find it. You'll figure it out. Appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. Bye.